Hello, thanks for tuning in to Learn, Grow, Succeed, the leadership podcast with me, Tom Hallett. This podcast is all about providing you with insights and tips to help you on your journey towards exceptional leadership. Hello and welcome back to the Learn, Grow, Succeed leadership podcast with me, Tom and you. Me, Alex. Alex Dinage, welcome back yet again. You're getting good at this name saying thing. Um, congrats. I'm getting good at saying my own name. I've been practicing. <laughs> I did point at you that time. I know if you're listening, you can't you can't see that, but we we need to give him a helping hand along the way. So um thanks for joining us again this week. And this week's podcast is all about coaching again we we did have some recent podcasts on coaching but this one specifically is about how how can you tell if your company has a coaching culture and the reason we chose this one and again it's 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 twofold it's one because we can see that coaching is um very high up on the google searches at the moment um and through client conversations we can tell it's it's a very topical subject to to discuss so therefore we want to try and help out with it um but also we see it as a very important topic this coaching culture thing and um, with new ways of working having come out of pandemics and all that kind of stuff and uh, people are really focusing on development and being able to uh, motivate and um sort of inspire employees and and coaching is really um, there's no golden bullet, but if there was, coaching's probably high up there. It's maybe a, a almost gold, silver bullet, some might say. Um, yeah. So that's why we're going to be talking about that today. Um, before we get into the detail, as ever, if you're welcome, if you're welcome, if you're new, welcome to the Learn Grace Succeed podcast. Um, if you're an avid listener, thank you for coming back and welcoming us into your lives. And um, also, um, there is loads of other content as i said there's a lot on coaching on our website at the moment vulnerable leadership's been another hot topic recently um but that's not what it's limited to there's all sorts of leadership management communication skills on the website so do go and check it out awesome right so alex Give us a little bit more about your 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 thinking around coaching cultures and, and uh, how this this blog and now podcast came about. Yeah, so as you mentioned in the intro, coaching has been a, a topic we've been talking about a, a lot recently, and for good reason. Um, and and with this blog, we wanted it to be for people who. Um, are in businesses in in many different roles so that you could look at at this and look through the steps and see whether actually the place that you're working in has a coaching culture Um, but additionally if you are in a position in a business where you want to implement a coaching culture then this will also work for you as well Um, so today we're talking about sensations or senses you hear your sight your touch your smell your taste Um, less smell and taste more hear sight and touch so the things that you will be able to hear see and feel um, when when you're truly apart or embedded within a business that has a coaching culture. Um, I also found as well, um, when talking to different people, I feel like people have different understandings of a coaching culture. Um, so how we defined it 
is it's where a business prioritizes coaching relationships across all areas of a business and regularly having effective coaching conversations as a way of enabling people to realize their potential and to support each other's development. I feel like it's important to get that in there yeah. um, so that we know where we're going from. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And, and clearly, you know, when we're talking cultures, this is not a, a yes, no tick box exercise. There is a sliding scale on, on what it can mean. Um, but I do think it's important to get that definition in so, so we understand what we're talking about. Um, and also, I, I think the other thing probably worth throwing in early on is, you know, we're saying, how can we tell if we've got a company culture? I mean, what, what's the point of it? Because we talked about what a coach can do for you as an individual um, in a previous podcast and blog. Um, but what, what, what's the benefits of a coaching culture, do you think? So again, as, as I mentioned there, I think it's essentially, it's about when you start at a company. So if you're, if you become a part of a business and part of a team, I think that the key thing for me, and I know we'll get into this in a lot more detail later, is just about the journey of you as an individual. You know, do you feel like you're having your development invested in? Do you feel like where you're starting at do you know your journey to where you want to be and do you have people actively helping you to get there um because obviously if you can feel that support through the people around you if you're getting great advice and, and having great coaching conversations then then for me the key part of having a coaching culture is for the people that are within it to be able to feel their development happening and and to know why that's happening yeah spot on i think ultimately you come back to what's the point of coaching well you're coached to help you improve and progress and grow and if you do that across a culture of an organization, then everybody is doing that, which progresses individuals, it progresses the business. And then there's also the fallout, which is generally people feel more, more motivated, more valued, um, have more accountability for their own uh, direction and achievement and, and that kind of thing. Awesome. So uh, we've got three key things to look for in your business so you can just think in your head do do we do or do we have these in our business and the first one is do you have a lot of regular one-to-ones where these coaching conversations can happen yeah so obviously you know these one-on-one -on -one conversations could be could be anything um, so if you're in a business and you're thinking, I see a lot of people and I hear of a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations, um, obviously it could be indicative of a people-focused approach um, and it could lead to some coaching happening. Um, but key things that you could look for to really establish what they are, of course, you could ask people what happens in their one-on-ones. Obviously, you can take um, your own experiences from the one-on-ones that you're having. Um, but additionally, um, you know, you might notice that people talk about outcomes of their one-on-one -on -one conversations and things that they're working towards. You might also notice that people are asking you for feedback regularly um, for a one-on-one -on -one that they're going to have. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple of ways of deciphering the one-on-one -on -one conversations being had across the business and whether they are potentially coaching conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess moving on from looking around and saying, do you and do the people around you have those regular one-to-ones with managers yes but not necessarily limited to managers because you can be coached by all sorts of people within the organization mm -hmm. then i think as you start to touch on there alex it's then what's what what's in those conversations are they where people are asking those open questions to help 
you think about the direction you're going and how you want to achieve things um because then you're moving into those coaching conversations if it's just a one-to-one where you get told do this and do that um that's not really a coaching conversation that's just being directed and and generally doesn't have as big an impact in motivation and and accountability yeah um and and i think the key here as well like you said is you know you you will know what happens in your own one-on-ones but whether that doesn't always mean that your company has a coaching culture that could just mean that you yourself are getting coached um Whereas knowing what happens in other people's therefore indicates more of to what's happening across the board rather than just in your own experiences. Yeah, definitely. And the other thought I just had on one-to-ones around a cultural thing is are those conversations prioritized? And again, yeah, for yourself and for others, um, I think we see a lot in organizations, they say we're developing this coaching culture and yet one-to-ones are constantly cancelled or moved last minute because other things take priority and i think if you're truly in that coaching culture you will understand that they have to be high up the priority list there's obviously going to be a t- times where occasionally other things might have to take precedence but generally coaching conversations are more important than, than everything else going on um because that's that's what's pushing you to achieve awesome what's the next point now So point two, touched upon briefly in the intro, is that when you are part of a business that has a coaching culture, you yourself will feel invested in and you will feel as though um, you are being engaged with, involved and and valued as a person within the business. Um, So I don't know if you had any initial thoughts, Tom. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, this one. I completely agree with it. You know, it's... Yes, I know we're talking about is your business one with a coaching culture here, but you know you can always start with self-reflection and you know do you feel like those conversations you have with your managers and your peers is one where you know they genuinely want to be there and they want to help push you because that, that's got to be the first sign that there's this coaching culture there because if you feel it, you imagine others will. Yeah, I think the, the last thing you want when you're part of a, a company or a team is that things are stagnant and nothing's moving and no one's building towards anything else and, and your journey is kind of at a standstill. I think if you if you walk into your into your job and you know that you're not just being employed for you know your hands or, or the job that you do, but your brain is also being invested in um, and you know they're, they're investing in your journey as a person. Um, then, I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic thing to have, isn't it? It's, it's very motivating, very inspiring. And, and ultimately, I mean, the, the increase in performance would be, would be massive. It's, you know, no one wants to be anywhere, but they feel like they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, the flip side on this one to think about is, you know, if you're listening to this and you're sitting in a leadership position and you don't feel invested in, or you feel like those in your teams don't feel invested in, then actually looking at ways to implement more of a coaching culture is a great way to to, to build that that feel and, and investment in people so um yeah it's a, a cheap and easy way to start to to, to put that investment in people and, and see some some good results absolutely and the last one again we you said we were on senses and i guess this is a, a this is a feeling from people and it's if you have a co- coaching culture generally you feel like 
you have freedoms or the people in your teams feel free and they feel like they are able to do what they want and how they want to do it because you're all driving towards the same kind of common goals and that you can rest assured and you can trust that those around you are there to support you and and support that journey going forward. Um, so, So, yeah, so the third point is is freedom. Yeah, and, you know, if your role, I was going to say, I I put in a blog uh, a phrase that I think is quite archaic, quite old, and not that many people say anymore. And, um, you know, it it would get animal rights people very angry. So I changed it. Um, So we changed it to something more vegetable related. And we said, there's more than one way to skin a carrot. So if your role was a carrot, do you know how many ways that you could skin it? Basically, um, you know, if, you, if you're being coached, chances are you are more aware of the freedom and options due to, you know, the, the kind of style of coaching conversations, the open questions you're being asked. You're being asked, you know, um, how something is possible, whether uh, instead of whether it is possible at all. Um, so and I think, again, it's just it's, it's nice to know the freedom you have. And, and I think having these regular conversations just means that you're aware of the potential that that is around you you're aware of actually what what you have the ability to do and it's also massively encouraging to have the people around you um you know give you that that freedom itself by these questions they're letting you think about how you would want to do things yeah so so i guess that that's three telltale signs then for for you to look for in your business either now to say have i got a coaching culture so the regular one-to-ones the the fact that people feel invested in that they have freedom to kind of write their own path. Um, but also if you, if the answer to those is no, uh, but you want to start implementing a coaching culture, there are things, things to look for. But before we, we finish this one out, I, I did just have a couple of thoughts on some more hard things to think about okay. away, away from the feelings. And, you know, we, we don't want to sit here and, and promote Excel, but, I mean, danger of doing that on this one is, is I was thinking one way to think, have you got a coaching culture is, you know, are you a business that provides people with coaching skills? Because you can't have a coaching culture if you don't even know what coaching really is. Um, some people might think they're coaching and actually they're just being very directive and, and it's not having the same effect. So one thing to look for and to invest in, again, if you're in that leadership position and can make that, that decision is, do you actually give people coaching skills to then use in their teams? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think an important point you said earlier um, in this podcast was that anyone can coach, right? So if you know how to have those conversations, how to facilitate a coaching conversation and what the, the potential structure of those conversations you know, is, then it, the great thing about coaching is that you don't need four or five coaches that can then coach a whole group of people. It's something that can happen across a business, across um you know the parts of the business and, and no matter of seniority yeah indeed and that again is when you get into a coaching culture is when yes you might have some specialist people out there but actually it's that everybody everywhere understands the difference between directive and non-directive coaching and they can look at the different situations that people are in and say should i be directive or should i be coaching in these instances um, they understand what mentoring is and understand there are different avenues you can go down. Again, one of them being coaching. Um, but if you don't have any of those skills in the business, then 
I would suggest it would be a really valuable thing to go and get one. And hence why I'm on this dangerous line between promotional and non-promotional, because that is something Excel does day in, day out with clients is we can train and develop people to become, um, to get those basic coaching skills or indeed um, take them up to those, those more uh, developed coaching levels where we either provide them in or maybe inspire people to go out and get official accreditations, which is then beyond uh, an Excel capability. So. And then I suppose bringing that back to a sense, if we were to add a fourth sense to the, to the pod, um, it would almost be that I feel supported, comforted, and, and potentially as well, you know, connected because as you just said there, if anyone can have coaching conversations with anyone across the business, as long as it would be um, productive, then what a great way to, to bring people together that might, if you n- don't have a coaching culture, might never communicate at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it can break down boundaries in you know, big, complicated, siloed organisations. If you're trying to implement matrix structures, then what a great way to break down the boundaries and, and benefit from the diversity of your businesses by, by getting these conversations going. Awesome. Well, yet again, I feel like we probably wandered a little bit around that subject, but it's one that we do think makes a big difference to people. Um, so I hope our ramblings have either got you thinking, yeah, we're on the right track here, or hell no, we, we do not have a coaching culture, in which case, you know, give us a shout if you want to talk about it some more and I want to see if it's right for you. Chances are, I'll probably say it is because I don't see when it's bad to have a coaching culture. Um, but then you know you can talk about ways to implement it and it can be something that can be done quite quickly um, and cost effectively because it is about using your your resource you have already in your business which is you know your people awesome thanks for joining again alex thank you and thank you to everyone uh for listening in and as i said there is loads of extra resources on the website um there's coaching resources on there as well to if you want to read more um, and there's loads out there to, to, to boost your self-development and knowledge on, on coaching. So do go out and find it and please do join us again for the next one in a, in a week or two.